Hi, welcome to Surf Chaos Podcast, episode 30. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've had a podcast, and I think a lot has happened. Um, a lot of fun things, a lot of dark things, sad things, just a lot of crazy stuff in the world right now. But I'm here to talk about surf, because this is a surf podcast. If you want to hear news, get here a news podcast. But I'm sure I'll chime in about a few things. Anywho, um... Got a surf Malibu last week for my first time. That was quite um, an experience, and I had never surfed it before. And quite honestly, I didn't have big expectations. I was thinking it's going to be a really overcrowded, mushy longboard wave, but I was surprised. It. Um, I'll just start with the story. So we, we decided to surf. I live in Long Beach, and it's usually. You know, if you're going to go surf up there, it could take up to two hours, you know, on, on say, Thursday morning because the traffic's so bad. I mean, unless you're leaving at four. Because of what's going on the coronavirus, we decided to do it. It's going to take us 35 minutes to get there. And it did. Left here about 5.15, 5.30-ish. I don't know. We were, six o'clock, I was there. Suited up, ready to open the water. And, uh... You know, like I said, my expectations were kind of low. I'm like, I might just catch three waves. It's going to be crowded. But whatever. I'm here. This is fun. This is a new adventure. I've never, I'm not usually a longboarder. Um, but why not? And it was like three to four feet. You know, it had a little size to it. Maybe a little bigger than some of the sets. Um, Powered out. Uh, it was foggy. It was a little cold, actually, for uh, this time of year. And a uh, buddy of mine let me borrow, who I went with, he let me borrow a, uh, one of the boards he shaped. I think it was about... Seven nine kind of fun board, um, really really well shaped. It was actually a lot of fun. It was perfect board for me, kind of being a short boarder and not being on something too too big, but paddled really well. And um, it it was a lot of fun for me. And uh, so I paddled out and kind of you know checked the lineup out. Um, figured there's probably a lot of guys out there who and girls who just you know, new, new at surfing, you know, being a longboarders, and it's probably like a whole crew of guys that have been surfing there for years, so maybe stay away from them. I don't know what the crowd vibe was going to be like. I had no idea. So I just took eased into it, and just kind of kept paddling through the lineup, and everyone seemed pretty chill. And I was like, okay, this is, this is nice. And uh, I paddled kind of almost towards the peak, um, carefully, you know, not just, you know, I don't normally do that at places. And uh, but I just saw, like, an opportunity to go over there. Nobody was sitting at the peak. Everybody kind of sitting inside. And I figure everybody knows what these guys are probably doing. Maybe there's no waves at the peak, but I'll just go a little bit past the peak and you know try to snake take a few waves. And I caught one right away. Um, Didn't catch it very long, maybe like 15 yards, uh, which is actually pretty good um, until someone dropped it on me. And I expected that, but I was like, "Cool, I already got a wave. This is awesome." Uh, My two buddies they kind of joined me over there, and nobody was really sitting over there. Maybe like one of the guy. And every now and then, someone kind of powered over near us. And we just kept catching wave after wave after wave. And we kept getting dropped in on, like, at some point. Um, and I was fine with it because I kept getting some distance on the waves, too. And I just was catching so many waves. It was just kind of every time a wave came in, we would go. And we went up about three hours. And my expectations were totally changed to the place. And the one thing that I noticed quickly was the power of the wave, actually. It wasn't as soft of a wave as I thought it'd be. Now, it's not this, like you know, heavy lip throwing barreling wave, but there is some power behind it and there is there is a lot of push. Um, and I think that's why Len leaned towards more of a longboard spot. 
because um, there isn't this you know heaving barreling lip but you could definitely have a good time on a shortboard if you can catch some waves so they could be hard to catch waves out there with so many longboarders but if you could be the more patient and deal with it you could if you could take off in a few you'd have a blast on a shortboard um or even a fish um just catching you know, the, the the speed that you can get on on, on this wave it actually is quite a bit because it does move pretty fast actually on a longboard you definitely have to keep kind of moving it um there was the cobble sections where you could kind of just stand there but it really it was a, it was a pretty smooth fast wave but perfect it was a perfect right hand point break it was classic california you know everything i'd ever seen in movies and um you know longboarding long movies and classic old 60s california but uh it was worth it. it was it was quite an adventure a lot of fun and i will definitely love to get there again Hopefully, maybe like when, there were, when these big swells come in, when it's like, you know, six to eight feet or maybe a little bigger, I love to get out there when it's got some real size to it. Because some of the sets that came in that were, you know, a little overhead, man, they were, I, uh, I dropped in a couple of those and they were fun. It was, it was awesome. Um, saw one guy out there who literally, he must have been serving there his whole life. He came out there, sat there for probably 30 minutes, waited for like the set to come in. Of course he's going to go. I just dropped in on a friend. We kind of, it's like, whatever, they can tell this guy's been here forever, he, he caught the best wave of the day, biggest set, rode all the way from the peak, all the way on the shore, and that was it. Went back in. He came off of one of those. And I was like, wow, this guy knew exactly where to sit and knew what he wanted, got it, and went in. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Surfed again, a uh, local beach break around here yesterday. Um, definitely a lot of fun. The crowds are back. Everyone's back in the water again. Um, you know, we're still supposed to keep your social distance, you know, I think in the lineup, uh, I definitely noticed that there's a little more space. People aren't really climbing all over each other as much. There's not as much snaking. Um, and which is a good thing because maybe that's why I'm catching more waves or I'm also like, I'm also been getting up at six and going surfing i never used to do that but i've just been doing because i don't i'm not working late at night so i'm not i'm not you know i I don't need my sleep i can you know get to bed at a reasonable hour get up surf and feel good for the day i mean i'm usually pretty tired um it's and it's definitely a little challenging having kids not being able to squeeze in a nap at some point during the day but um overall i'm pretty fun um past few weeks uh, as far as the surf goes and uh it's been really fun switching up equipment too i think you know it's one of those things your surfing can really improve uh, a lot do i switch up equipment quite a bit you know it's feeling different boards and what they way they move and switching back and forth to a board you're comfortable with and a board you're not comfortable with really can uh, i think improve your surfing or uh, even change your surfing you know you start noticing oh you know that the board I've been so used to maybe isn't as good as it, it uh, I thought it was. Or maybe, you know, you switch to some other board that's a little thicker and you realize maybe you need a little more volume. Um, you know, it does help. And to, to able to get a little bit more, get more waves in or more turns. So uh, that, that was, that's also been happening the past few sessions. I've gone out in different boards and different sizes each time. Um, had my fish yesterday which was uh, a lot of fun after riding a longboard the other day just felt a little lighter on my feet a little um you know it was kind of rounding out my turns a little more uh definitely taking some steeper drops with the fish and uh yeah it was it was fun a lot of fun yesterday 
So, so yeah, surf has been happening. Uh, the water is a little colder in SoCal right now, but you know, I'll take it. I'll take clean head high waves with 60 degree water all day long. It's not a big deal. Don't mind it at all. Um, so yeah, so that was that's been a positive fun thing. So see what's you know what's going on. I feel like I've been stressed out about all those things. You know, definitely like the unknown and then being able to go surf. It definitely puts me at ease. And I'm sure it puts a lot of us at ease too if we can get you know be able to get in the water um, right now. Um, you know, being unemployed, not knowing when my work's gonna come back or what's gonna look like is definitely a scary thought. Um, and really, just knowing you can I can go out there and catch waves is a big big game changer. And then yeah, it's definitely I think you know the last couple of days too the the. Uh, protests has definitely been a lot of tension in the air as well and uh, curfews here in uh, Southern California as well um, definitely heard a lot of uh, Monday night or Sunday night today yeah, Sunday night I believe it was there was a lot of helicopters and riding going on all you know n- near my house here in Long Beach um, you know it's I feel like you know I hate to see the 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 destruction of buildings but at the same time it almost needs to happen like to create like this like a, like the show people are pissed off and the show that there's this like uprising in a way of like god we don't want to see this but it's getting people's attention you know and sometimes to get people's attention you gotta cry or make noise you know i see that with kids you know my daughter i'm not paying attention and she's just crying and it's like okay hey you know you can't just like ask kindly sometimes sometimes you gotta I don't know, cry a little, and it sucks. Uh, for, for the, you know, to see, you know, destruction of your city, I don't, you know, and things like that. Um, so, it's, I, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen in the next few weeks. I mean, <laughs> this whole year has been crazy. You know, it's, I feel like it's just been like every day something new, something different. You're like, what's going on? What is happening? So, I mean, now there's like not even any talk of a coronavirus. Harley. It's just all about what's happening with, you know, you know George Floyd and and in the um, I'm gonna say riots, but protest and you know, and there's very little talk about the coronavirus, and it's just a combination of everything, and it makes me think, God, is there, um, you know, how real was the coronavirus? How how bad was it when we're like not too worried about it anymore all of a sudden even though it's still out there and all of a sudden there's mass groups of people coming together like sh- the whole thing we're trying to avoid is happening and they're not even talking about it so it just makes you wonder like hey is it that bad like what's been going on and it's just i think that's compounding with people compounding with people uh to get even more upset and and, and more outraged you know, being forced to stay home, being forced to lose your job without your job. It wasn't like, it wasn't like you went to work and told the boss off. No, you just like, we just lost our jobs because something that was out of our control. And now things are starting to reopen back up and then this happens too. And I think it's just, a, it's a combination. Anyways, um, back to the surf a little bit though. I also read Chaz Smith's book, uh, one of, the, one of his books it was um welcome to paradise now go to hell and it was awesome i i was addicted to it. i couldn't put it down i could have read the whole thing in three days it, i haven't done that in a book 
I can't remember last time. It was so much fun. And I'll tell you why it's so much fun is because it's about the North Shore. And I lived in the North Shore for about six years, and it has brought me right back. It was so accurate and so well written that, I mean, I was like, I feel like I was there again. Like, as I'm reading, it was such a cool feeling to, like, read this book. And just, like, every time I picked it up, I was like, oh, my God, it's, I'm back there. Like, I'm, you know, I remember all these places, and I know what it's like, that feeling of being there. And, you know, if, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it as being a surfer. And especially if you've never been to North Shore, it definitely gives you a nice understanding of what it's like during the Triple Crown season, um, you know, Haleiwa, Sunset, and Pipeline. That's kind of the peak of uh, the pros being on North Shore uh, because that's when the pipeline uh, contest is as well. And then after that, you know, it's Christmas and then New Year, and then, you know, the tour starts up again in Australia. So all those guys go home for Christmas, don't come back to the North Shore, and, and you know, stay around their home break and then meet up again in Australia. So it's really those two months um, uh, of the North Shore that are really, really intense, uh, really crowded. And that's when the, the, the big companies, you know, rent the houses on the North Shore and all the pros, you know, who are surfing get to stay in the houses. All, everybody's out there, all the big wigs, all the, all the you know, guys who are doing the sponsoring, the media. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, surfer awards. Everything's happening during time. And he was involved. I'll give you a little quick lowdown of the book. You know, the story is like he's, he's on the North Shore. Um during that time, and since he isn't uh, connected with a lot of the surf industry, and you know he's a journalist, you know he has access to a lot of these. Uh, he's friends with all these guys, access to the houses, so he can kind of bounce around between house to house and talk to people, and um, and he's really kind of trying to find out the dirty underground of the North Shore, like the guys that run it, because uh, it's not the surf industry; it's run by its own thing. And after living there for so long. You know, I, I noticed that. You know, you you, you see that. Um, and I, I th- for me, it was really cool that side of it. I think I was more excited about that side of the North Shore. Maybe my first couple years, and after a while, you kind of just get over it and you stood, and you just want to have your normal life. And there's a lot of people on the North Shore that just want to have their normal life and not they just want to go to work and surf, and you, they want to live on the North Shore so they can surf good waves basically uh, most of the year really good ways most of the year and you know the whole triple crown surf contest thing you know it's 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 fun it makes it exciting for a little bit but it's not like something everybody there lives for and actually some people actually dread it because of all the crowds but um you know it's a fun time too as well but you know once the circus has gone too everybody's like thank god we're back to normal we just want to surf and live our lives and you know that aspect isn't really mentioned in the book too much it's more about the the heavies of north shore and the the locals but just like the little nuances and you know the lifestyle of uh living in hawaii is definitely made very clear in that book which was really fun and you know i love how even one day he drives into waikiki just to get a drink and comes back it's just the contrast of being on this north shore it's like bubble of all bubbles you know it's a bubble and then driving into Waikiki where it's this whole other world that you won't even know North Shore exists when you're down there uh, because it's so touristy and so kind of happy and mostly pretty pretty safe you know because it's so touristy and just like you know you show up at these hotels and you know you can go right to their beach bar and have a you know Mai Tai or Pina Colada or a cold beer and sit in the sand and 
you know, walk around, go for a swim, and drive back to North Shore and kind of, yeah, have this different life. And you got North Shore, and it's just this whole different vibe um, of just intense, intense surfing. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, you can kind of avoid it. And he does mention how, like, living in certain areas of North Shore, you can kind of step away from it, too. But I don't want to give more away. I think I gave a lot away there. If I even read the book, check it out. It was such a good read, and uh, definitely want to read more of his stuff. It's somebody who's really, I feel like, telling things how they are is really trying to get the story out there. Or, ace, you know, maybe the story he wants to get out there, which is really cool. Uh, and then, I th- see what else was happening. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, there's, you know, there's been. A lot of other oh yeah tomorrow today uh that's what i'm talking about today was the uh was supposed to be the start of g land uh today's the third in the u.s but it's also the fourth you know they're a day ahead of us over there on the other side of that line <laughs> the side of the world there and uh so yeah g land was supposed to start today and the contest has hadn't ran in like 23 years 22 or something like that uh as a ct contest over there and, you know, I think a lot of people haven't forgot about G-Land. I haven't seen it yet. No one really sees much about G-Land anymore. And then it was such a big deal. This contest was coming back to the circuit. So this was one I was particularly excited about because we, we lost Fiji. So we lost a big barely left. I'm not counting, I mean, Tahiti's on there, but it's like a long, longer ride. And uh, G-Land being, it was an exotic location. I mean, really, it's, it's out there. And... The fact that I was going to be back on tour I was really excited to see see what these guys do because a lot of these guys haven't I don't know I mean they haven't surfed it on the tour before I mean the guys I mean Kelly's probably the only one on the tour who surfed it on the tour uh, the rest of the guys maybe surfed it in a free surf but yeah not as a tour spot so it would, it's really fun to see a new place on, on in the tour and see what these guys can do and uh, yeah today was there so star I just, I just fingers crossed I just hope that. Um, you know, next year we can we can have the tour back. I, I really feel like they should just call it quits for the year. I don't think they should try to start it when they can and try to maybe loop it in. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I strongly disagree with some of the stuff they're doing in WSL, and I also agree. You know, I think you know they've definitely made it. Yeah, I love the way they've made it the access easier. I control my fingertips. I can just have surf media in a sense, but it, it's almost like they're the NBC of surf. I don't know what it is. They're, like it's just so toned down. You know, it's not as raw as it really is. It's you know definitely yeah. Like they've made it the way they want to make it. Um, but I just think hey, I'm, I'm cool with writing the year off. Maybe we can have the surf ranch, but even then, like the guys from Brazil can't leave Brazil right now because what's going on in Brazil? Like they've, you know, we got a travel ban. There's a travel ban in a lot of countries. I mean, the guys from Australia, like they're gonna have to quarantine themselves when they come back to the country. You know, New Zealand's not letting people. I mean, if they come, if you're a New Zealand resident, you got you know, there's so many difficulties of going in and out of their homes. Same with the Hawaiians, they have to quarantine for 14 days, so it's not that easy for them to travel and go surf. Um, you know, so I was thought about whether they could have the surf ranch and what's the difference between the surf ranch or being in, you know, G land really, because they still gonna all these the travel the problems with traveling are still gonna be still be there. Um so I, I really and I don't see it 
changing. I mean, we're in June now. I mean, it's not going to change in July and then August. We're like, you know, we're almost done. You know, by the time, just just call the year off. See if we, you know, what what next April looks like, and hopefully by next April we can just have a fresh start. Um, and maybe they could have a modified triple crown this year or pipe contest, maybe just Hawaiians, um, something like that. Or if you know things are eased up a little bit, you know, people could quarantine themselves, go ahead in Hawaii, and you know, stay out there because, like I said, they hang out for a while in Hawaii too. So if nothing else was happening, we could have the triple crown. Um, with a quarantine, but even then, it, it's just it, it's just, it's going to be challenging. So, yeah, I, I, I I'm really upset uh, that it's not happening. I mean, I'm so excited to win my fantasy surf this year and just talking about shit with my friends and you know this was this was supposed to be you know another fun year of surf. And I was excited for some of the new guys to be on the tour and kind of see where, you know, John John's going to be out now. He's back. Or just, I, mean, I think we're all in the same boat. We all want to see, you know, you know, upsets. And Kelly, I mean, what is he, 48 now? Is he going to be on the tour? Is he going to be okay to be on the tour next year? Is he resting? Um, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's going to surf on one that. I mean, this just gives us a chance to see him surf on the tour at 50 years old, you know, getting the pushback. Because even if, oh, yes, yeah, he's 48, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just another, another, I mean, anything gets thrown at us now, I'm not surprised. And I, yeah, it's funny. It is funny. I keep seeing uh, Instagram posts of Eric Logan surfing Manhattan Beach, and it's just like, he looks all pumped, and then I look at the waves, it's like two foot slop. And then it's like, you'll see him standing up on a wave and he's just like riding the white water. I'm like, dude, you're surfing the one of the worst beach breaks and you're looking all pumped about it. I mean, I mean, it's good that you're surfing your home break and not traveling too much, but it's just, and then he, he get that, that really strange barrel at the surf ranch where he was like, kind of like sitting down and then like a lot of people were like, uh, I've only ever seen get barrel like that before, but I mean, at least he got shacked, I guess. So... But yeah, I'm surprised. I just, you know, I feel like that. I wish they would create a little more access to the surf ranch for the average Joe, no pun intended. Um, you know, hey, you pay 500 bucks, you get an hour or something. I don't know. Like, you got to go on a waiting list, make reservations, and here's your hour, 500 bucks. I mean, it's, it's expensive. I get it. And I don't know if I could even afford that. But, um, there's not even an option of access. I mean, I'm sure if you somehow got in talks with them and you're like some crazy rich dude or some crazy rich company, like, hey, I want to give you guys 50 grand for the day. I'm sure they're like, sure, here we go. But not, you know, not many of us have that. And I keep seeing Klein Rob has got something in the works in, uh, over in the Palm Desert. It looks pretty fun. It's not quite the surf ranch, but uh, it looks pretty fun. And I'm hoping that'll be somewhat accessible to the public. Um, it's almost like these guys have just created their own surf, and so it's like, sorry for the rest of you. It's just me, for me, and my friends, and the, uh, you know, major upper class and surf media, and that's it. You know, it's it's like if you're not totally, totally connected with lots of money, you're not gonna surf it. So, and that's that's life. I get it. You know, we all can't just be hanging out in, you know, the Caribbean all summer either. So, but. 
there's something about surfing. I feel like it's just all. I think there's always been this thing where everybody should have access to waves, um, you know, along the coast, and we should be able to have access to the wave pool at some point, or you know, the option to at least get catch one wave out there. You know, it's like, all right, we're giving out. You know, ten tickets today. Who wants them? You know, they're a hundred bucks. hundred bucks away. Some, some, something. Just about to have, you know, just some kind of opportunity to be able to surf it. Um, that would be the one way. You'd be like, I don't want to blow it. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. I won't even try anything. I'm just gonna go straight. Just gonna keep going. Not gonna even do a turn. Don't want to blow it. All right, I'm gonna go for the barrel. Do I want to go for it? Don't want to make. You know, it's just like, oh, the pressure would be on so much while I was surfing that. Uh, speaking of which though, um, the other thing that's been really good about this is been really focusing on my cooking and trying to pay attention to my diet as well. Um, cutting out a lot of things. I mean, there's uh, some sugar here and there, but it's definitely cut down quite a bit because it's just, you know, it's the one thing I know is not good for you. And it's been proven over and over cutting out just processed food in general wasn't much my diet but just now just like since i'm staying home cooking so much and it's just i mean just getting fresh ingredients and cooking and uh yeah i'm using some meat am i using shit meat no i'm going to the expensive grocery store and i'm buying the grass fed cut beef i'm avoiding pig actually just because i just had this weird connection with them where i feel like they are close to humans so i'm cutting up bacon even though i love it uh stop eating lamb actually because all they are is babies and uh something morally wrong about that even though it's good and uh eat a little more fish lately there's been some good fish um and you know like i guess i'm getting beef but i'm making sure i'm getting like you know prime cuts that coming from good animals and, uh, you know, not eating it every night either. Doing a lot of, learn how to do a lot of vegetable dishes. Uh, there's just so many, so much access to good food and recipes right now between, you know, just, uh, I just want to go on pit to rest and how do I cook beets? And then a bunch of stuff pop up. Or if you want to go deeper and actually track down like certain restaurants or certain chefs and start getting fancy with it. I'm starting to make, make crazy sauces and pureeing different vegetables and, um, trying to ferment a few things and just, you know, really getting technical with, with it. When you have a lot of time, it's kind of, it's fun. And then once you learn how to do it a couple of times, you're like, Oh, it wasn't that hard or that daunting. Um, but yeah, especially the vegetables. I, I got a really good, uh, uh, vegan cookbook, um, place called cafe gratitude. There's actually a couple here in LA and there used to be a couple in the Bay area. Uh, I know that there used to be one in San Francisco. It's not there anymore. And, uh, they got a cookbook and, it's all it's all vegan in there and there's some really good dishes and it's been some we've had some really good uh food um a lot of nights with that so i highly recommend if you're looking to change things up a little bit and you want to cut some meat out and eat cleaner um that's a good way to start cafe gratitude their book easy 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 dishes uh i trying to cut out a lot of the french style cooking there's a lot of butter involved and it tastes really good and yeah, leaning a bit more towards just more, more say Mediterranean style, where this is olive oil, salt, and using the food that I'm using, and actually want to taste in the food. Like I did a beet puree the other day. I mean, a lot of beets lately, actually, because they're um, I get this box of festivals into my house, and 
they send me all kinds of food. But anyways, uh, beets have been really good. And uh, easy to throw them in the oven with some salt and olive oil for like 45 minutes. You can forget about it, pull it out, and you get, you get beets already cooked. Or I boil them with the skin on, take them out, rub. you can rub the skin off because it's all soft. Throw them in the blender with uh, a little more olive oil, salt, and extra couple scoops of yogurt. Just beautiful beet puree. It makes a good, uh, like, if you cook like a piece of salmon, you can put the beets on top, the top. Put that on top of the beets or do a lot of stuff with it. It's been really good. A lot of fun. Uh, parsnips, sunchokes, all kinds of root vegetables I've been cooking up and then blending them and puree them. been really fun. And, uh, yeah, I guess I've been getting... <laughs> I don't watch too much TV, but I've been cooking. I've been getting inspired by watching Hell's Kitchen and going to Ramsey. It's trash TV. I never thought I would like it. And for some reason, I'm enjoying it so much. And uh, mainly because I've watched these people show up a lot of new recipes because like, people are, you know they're he's always having them cook like all right here's your ingredients go for it and for me it's kind of my kitchen's like too you know you gotta have a kitchen uh or my fridge you know i look into it I'm like all right all this stuff now what do i do with it you know so that creativity has been coming out a lot more and uh being inspired by other people who are trying to show their creativity i'm sure a lot of this has been staged on tv but either way i'm getting ideas from like four ingredients they're using or something like that um but yeah butter's a big one so, yeah. Anyways, um, that's the show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of my rant. I got a lot to talk about, a lot of fun things, you know, as far as the surf, surfing goes. Um, I'm sure I mentioned I surfed uh, trestles a few weeks ago, too. That was really fun. Um, you know, another wave that's a really popular hot spot in California, and you got to surf it. Uh, you know, the more I'm surfing these, I think for me, I was always like, oh, I gotta drive far, it's gonna be crowded, I don't wanna bother. But, you know, now it's like there's no, traffic's not an issue. Crowds are, they're there, but they're a little less than they normally would have been, probably. Um, and it's honestly like, it's it's worth it. You know, there's no, I'm gonna be able to spend two hours in the water going to crowded spots. You just have to have the mindset, I'm gonna probably get dropped in on. I'm not going to catch as many waves if I was surfing somewhere else without people. But the waves that I do catch are going to be better quality and worth it. So what do I do? Go out there with that mindset. Don't be upset about the crowds. And it just cracks me up when I see these guys. Oh, there's fucking donkeys out here. It's so fucking crowded. Jeez. You're surfing the most crowded, one of the most crowded spots in the world. And you're pissed off that there's a bunch of fucking donkeys out here. Come on, dude. Chill, chill out. Take your old ass and get the fuck out of here. Because, um, yeah, you're surfing trestles. And if you're not catching waves because you're pissed off that there's a bunch of other people out surfing, guess what? Go surf somewhere else. This this is what it is. It's a crowded surf spot, and you're not going to get as many waves. This is how it is. And don't get all pissed off and start screaming through the lineup and trying to drop in on people and trying to start fights. Uh, that doesn't work either. So, anyways, I don't know why I had to end on that, but felt it. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.